This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Stephen Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And before we get going into the episode, uh, today we're recording on May 12th. And Mm -hmm. I just learned, it just so happens, that today is Homer Simpson's birthday. Woohoo! So even though this episode is not coming out for about five weeks, we just like to give a happy birthday to Homer Simpson on the day that we are uh, recording this episode. How old is he now? 38? Yeah, 38, I think. Yeah. <laughs> just just another year not getting older. What a bastard. Goddamn, the uh, Simpsons never aging. I wish I could never age. Right? I th- I think hitting like I think hitting like 30 between 30 and 33 and then just never aging. <laughs> yeah. But in reality, in reality Homer was born in 56. So yes. that's Come on. 70 Six- Six? 66. 66. So I, I was off by 10. I didn't. He's I didn't, literally I didn't the same car- age as our mom. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't carry the Y. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so so Professor Frank for those. I don't think we've yes. actually done that yet with Professor Frank. No, I don't Frank. think we have. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so in reality, Homer's 66. Um, yeah. But in uh, TV years, he's still only 38. So yeah. go Homer Simpson. But this so week, going to, this week we're gonna get into a little bit of a, a fight, per se, no, a rival, rivalry, a well, fight. I don't know. They, don't, I guess, they don't really fight. They get in a no. saxophone fight, like battle of the bands almost. Yeah. But uh, we're we're did gonna you, uh, meet our I rivals. A, yeah. Uh, question. So, did you growing up in in school? Well, not growing up in school, but you know, growing up and going to school, did you have a rival? You know that you competed with at any level. I mean, not necessarily, because I don't think between. I mean, snowboarding wise, I was always better than all my friends at snowboarding. Um, so you and, think? Oh, I was. Um, as far <laughs> as you know, the only sports I played like baseball. I didn't really have any rivals. Soccer, kind of. Like there was a guy on my team. He was. I mean, we were friends, but dude was kind of a dick and stole my goaltending <laughs> job. And I was always trying to compete to be better than him at that. So I wouldn't necessarily call us rivals, but he was probably the closest thing to one mm-hmm. of fighting for a, a spot. Yeah, I the only person I really had a quote unquote rivalry with um, in terms of, you know, life was senior year. It was statistics. It was basically a throwaway class for us, and we basically just competed to see who could get the highest grade. But I didn't, I, I didn't always do like the extra work, so she always had a little bit higher of a score. But uh, we, we'd always uh, compare our, our uh, scores and statistics, which was again a throwaway class. Yeah, I didn't really compete too much. Um, Junior year of high school, I got uh, the number one chair for the second violin section. Yeah, so how did that... So, obviously, this whole episode's based on, you know, the 
like musical instruments and rivaling for first chair. So, yeah. did, I mean, did you have a clear cut rival? Were you just better? Well, I mean, I thought I should. So the funny story about that was, so you, you were in band. I don't know how many clarinets were in your band. Uh, quite a few. So like, obviously you had a test to see who sat where. Yes. So we did the testing for, for chairs. I was third chair. However, the, like the first day after that class, I sat in first chair. The orchestra teacher didn't say anything. And we all just kind of sat and I just basically stole first chair. <laughs> gotcha. Should, should uh, let, let Lisa in on that secret. Uh, but I ended up, I ended up uh, doing really well. Uh, uh, I don't know how many people out there were in orchestra and band, um, but there's a state solo and ensemble. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a competition. It kind of is in, in Wisconsin. And so I had a solo for that within the ensemble and I nailed it. So yay me. Nice. Um, uh, so this week, oh wait, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. This week we're talking season six episode episode two lisa's rival so lisa's getting a rival this time around uh this aired uh september 11th 1994 and our recap a new student becomes lisa's rival so lisa enlists bart to sabotage her rival's project. Now, she's not necessarily a new student in the Springfield Elementary world. She's just a new student in Lisa's class because she got bumped no, no, no. up to grade. Oh, yeah, she yeah, got she bumped got bumped. up a grade. So she yeah. was in first grade and yeah. got bumped up to second grade. So she's not necessarily a new student, just a new student to second grade. Yes. Um, chalkboard this week. Um, and this is true for, I guess... Everybody, maybe, uh, but no one is interested in my underpants. I don't know. Look, look, if he was wearing like Spider-Man underpants, I might be interested. Bart probably like pulled his pants down and was like, dude, check out my new Spidey underwear. <laughs> and the teacher was like, dude, no one's interested in your underpants. But I'm sure Millhouse was like, dude, those are some dope underpants. I I don't know. Like, again, this is like fourth grade. I don't think at this <laughs> point. Kids are interested in seeing other kids in underpants or what they're wearing. Usually you get laughed at if you like get pantsed and people see you in your underpants. Not if you pants yourself. So if, if Bart was like, dude, I mean, okay, look, you go out, you go buy a cool shirt and you like showing off your shirt. Maybe Bart just went out, got some really cool underwear and he wanted to show it off. Uh, I guess maybe they lit up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So the couch gag this week, we get a new one. Uh, the family swims in. So instead of the floor being a floor, I guess their couch is floating on like water or was it like kind of underwater? Yeah, they just got their house got flooded. So there was, they, a, there they, was a huge thunderstorm and their house and they flooded. Left, and they left the windows open? Windows, doors, everything. <laughs> and so they had to swim to their couch. Yeah, so they swim in, climb on the couch, and Bart is actually wearing a scuba mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was probably uh, searching for uh, nickels under the water, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, maybe. They all climb up on the couch, and now they're all safe. They won't care yep. about drowning. So uh, we open up this episode with Lisa practicing her saxophone. And, you know, Bart's like, 
He's on. He's on the phone with someone. I don't. I don't. Well, he's praying for well, uh, Skinner, but like, where did he get a giant ass cell phone? Where did he get a? I don't know. That was phone? amazing. Maybe maybe the Simpsons bought one. Like, cause that was the style at the time. That was the style. But I don't. Okay. But to me, I don't think we've ever seen the Simpsons have any cell phones up until like they get iPhones in the future here. Okay. Like, I, we'll keep an eye on it. But I don't think. I think there are cell phones starting in this general season. All right, we'll keep an eye on it, but I personally, I don't think I remember seeing another cell phone <laughs> in The Simpsons for a very long time. But yeah, yeah. Bart asks Lisa to stop because uh, he's prank phone calling Skinner, and Bart's like, Lisa, will you keep it down? I'm making a crank call to Principal Skinner. And Skinner just overhear him over the phone. Uh, well, as a matter of fact, my refrigerator wasn't running. Uh, you sp- uh, sp- uh, spared me a quite a bit of spoilage. Thank you, anonymous young man. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't. Yeah, so uh, uh, that's hilarious. Have you have you ever pranked? Like, have you ever tried to prank someone, but it didn't actually work out like that? No. Like you actually helped the person. The funny thing is, I think we tried this whole refrigerator is uh, running gag. Yeah. And. Uh, well, I think Bart did it wrong, though. Wasn't the like the crank cause like, oh, uh, you better check. Uh, like, what is this? Like your refrigerator. You better check your. Yeah, your refrigerator is running. But what's the joke? Something about it getting away. I can't yes. remember now. Yeah, that is the joke. It's getting away. It was literally the joke. But, but why would you call to see if it wasn't running? I don't know. I don't know. I think Bart got it wrong. I don't know. No, he probably asked, is your refrigerator running? Skinner oh, went to check, right. and it wasn't. And then it ruined Bart's joke of, oh, you better go out and catch it. Yeah. Because it's getting away. Yeah. Well, Principal Skinner needs to get better refrigerators. Apparently. Um, yeah. So uh, Lisa tells Bart, you know, it's her room, and she can do whatever she wants. So yeah. Bart replies, well, I can do whatever I want in my room. And so Lisa continues yeah. practicing, and Bart just kicks the wall on the <laughs> other side and knocks things off. And we yeah. see Bart is reading uh, Bad Boy's Life, kind of like yeah. a knock of Boy's Life magazine. Yeah. Yeah. And it has an advertisement on the back for Laramie Jr. cigarettes. <laughs> of course it does. Yeah. You know, we were never, I don't think we really, we were ever really that bad as kids. I mean, obviously our rooms were next to each other, but like, I don't know. We were hardly ever in our rooms unless we were sleeping. Yeah. I mean, also my bed was up against the far wall. And then yeah. the conjoining wall to your room and your bed was on your far wall. Yeah. So our beds were actually never against <laughs> the same wall. So and that and like, I mean, I didn't start playing the violin till fifth grade. And usually if I practice, you weren't in the house anyways. Yep. So, yeah. And so Bart annoys Lisa enough for her to leave her room mm. and go practice in the garage. You think that'd be a safe place. Oh, absolutely. But Homer, you know, asked Lisa to knock off that racket because he's trying to fix Marge's camera. And he's sitting here with a hammer and a drill. You're like, careful, careful, careful. And then he hits the drill into the camera. Oops. <laughs> Shatters it. I mean, oh. I, we'll learn why Homer was in the garage in just a second. 
Um, oh my god. I mean, I don't think Homer should be in charge of anything. And no. I, no. Apparently the drill Look, look if you look at the, if you looked at it the drill had a power cord too. Yeah. It wasn't even like a cordless drill. It had a power What was he thinking? I don't know. I feel like he could have just pressed the button and like broke the camera by drilling through it, but he went full yeah. on with the hammer and the drill. Oh um and so he's like, "Yep, I think I need a bigger drill." <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't need you just need a screwdriver, man. Unscrew it. Yep. And so we see Marge now uh, reading and fantasizing uh to a romance novel titled Love in the Time of Scurvy. <laughs> uh which is a reference to Love in the Time of Cholera by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Yep. And the man in Marge's fantasy bears a resemblance to the model Fabio. Fabio. Yep. And so we see Marge, you know, having her fantasy. And towards the end of it, she's basically ready to get it on with uh, yeah. Fabio, <laughs> man. And at least the saxophone could be heard. And the guy's like, ugh, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> and so, you know, Marge kind of wakes up and tells Lisa to stop blowing Marge's sex. Yeah. And then corrects herself <laughs> into saying sax. I said sax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes i paused it and turned out the subtitles i wanted to make sure marge said sex at first it was like stop blowing your sex or sax but she said sex yeah yep oh my god oh and so and then uh so lisa you know says practicing she's practicing for first chair for the school band yeah. and marge says she had to sacrifice a very expensive camera <laughs> to get some quiet time <laughs> Uh, so basically she wanted to read her book homer was being annoying so she's like homer this camera is not working go out in the garage and fix it could she have just said go to moe's i mean i feel like homer yeah would have would... just done that i don't know maybe maybe <laughs> homer wanted to spend time with marge and marge is like i want to spend time by myself and he was being annoying i don't know yes but you could have been like just go to moe's and homer would be like yep he would have been out the no. door before he yeah. before he, she even said most. She could have been like, Homer, why don't most. you just go to... And then he's gone. Like, he already yeah. knew what she was going to say. Uh, and well, so, maybe she, well, maybe she doesn't want him drinking, though. Maybe. Uh, and so we see Mag Maggie put some pacifiers in her ears because she's <laughs> had it enough with Lisa's uh, uh, yeah. saxophone playing. Yep. And so Lisa goes to the backyard and practice. Another good spot. She probably could have yeah. just done that to begin with. And Ned overhears the music. And he's like... Hey, what's that sound? Or oh, that sounds like Gabriel's trumpet. You know what that means, kids? Yay, Judgment Day! <laughs> what? So apparently, Ned. I, I believe this is a co a compliment from Ned to Lisa's saxophone playing. Maybe, or I, I mean, think maybe you just hear Trump. Is it like Trump? I thought it was like the whole like Judgment Day angels was like a trumpeting sound. I, I think it's don't, trumpeting. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Yep. And so now we cut to Miss Hoover's class and they're taking a test. <laughs> and Ralph leans over and asks Lisa for the answer to question number seven. But Lisa can't give Ralph the answer because that would defeat the purpose of test taking. And Ralph I mean that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but Yep. And then Ralph responds by saying, My cat's <laughs> name is Mittens. God, I love Ralph. My oh cat's god. name is Mittens. Oh my god. We got a couple Ralph quotes in this, in oh, this episode. We, do. It's great. we got one of the best Ralph quotes in uh, this damn episode. No, no, no. I that's not the best for no, me. No, this is so the best. 
it's it's top three for sure but not number one um so yeah i i've never i don't think i've ever tried to cheat taking a test i remember in eighth grade i had a a friend a classmate sitting behind me who asked me for a pencil because he broke his and our teacher thought we were cheating and like we both of us had to fight the teacher saying i was like no he was asking me for a pencil and like dude this teacher was a jerk Yep. Um, but, and so, you know, and apparently, uh, Miss Hoover likes to give extra credit for tests in the second grade. Yeah. Um, and so she's like, now here's an oral extra credit question. What was Christopher Columbus actually looking for when he discovered America uh, to kill <laughs> the native Americans? Uh, anyways, uh, Lisa raises her hand and she's like, oh, oh, cause she, you know, she's the, the smart kid, the kiss up, the suck up to the teacher, and she knows everything. Yep. And uh, Hoover's like, anyone besides Lisa for a change? And Ralph yeah. raises his hand. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And uh, uh, Hoover's like, Ralph, this better not be about your cat. And then he slowly puts <laughs> his hand down. <laughs> oh. uh, and he just likes his cat. His cat's, smell, his cat's breath smells like cat food. Come on. <laughs> Uh, and Hoover is like, oh, all right, Lee. And then the new kid, whose name is Allison, answers, Columbus was looking for a passage to India. And Hoover's like, ooh, correct, Allison. And on your very first day in our class. So this is her first day in second grade. Yep. And uh, also, fun fact, guest voice of Allison is Winona Ryder. You know, it was weird after, yeah. you know, after I saw that I was trying, I was listening to Allison. I'm trying to, I was really does, trying to. It does it, not sound like no, Renona Ryder. No, it doesn't. And I mean, Grant is 94, so it's a young yeah. Renona Ryder. I mean, it's. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, was this movie? before? Beetle this Juice? must have been. Yeah, I was going to say, is this before Beetlejuice? Ah, it's got to be around that time. So, I mean, she was a kid. And, oh, yeah. and obviously when you, as you get older, your voice definitely Change. changes. And so yeah. I've been, I mean, we saw, we've seen her in Stranger Things um, and a few other movies recently. So yeah. I, I feel like I was kind of listening for that voice, not necessarily yeah. her kid voice, which yeah. she was. I mean, she had to have been only like, what, 13, 14, maybe 15. Yeah, I think she was in her teens when she did this. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's kind of cool. She was probably coming yeah. right off of Beetlejuice and like, hey. Want to be on The Simpsons? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? Um, and so then Allison gives a secondary answer to Miss Hoover and stating that Columbus actually found South America. I'm pretty sure that's true. Uh, but his whole the whole point of Columbus was he wanted to find North America, which he actually never did. Nope. Um, which apparently we were lied to all our childhood. That's right. Um, and so... Uh, now we go outside. It's recess slash lunchtime. Must have been a nice day because they were eating outside. Yep. And Lisa goes up to Allison. Lisa's like, hi, Allison. I'm Lisa Simpson. Oh, it's great to finally meet someone who converses above the normal eighth grade level. Eight-year-old level. Eight-year-old level. And Allison goes, actually, I'm seven. <laughs> I was just skipped ahead because I was getting bored with the first grade. I mean, did, Which, you, did you know anyone? Well, I guess... I like how she was getting bored with the first grade, but we learned later that Principal Skinner does actually do it. She didn't. 
Yeah. Made, I don't think she necessarily made the decision on her own because she was yeah. bored. I think obviously Skinner saw something and moved her up. But yeah. okay, did you know anyone that skipped a grade or got held back? I can't. I. I mean, we went to I, Jeff, we went to Jefferson, which was a yeah. gifted school, so no one was yeah. usually getting bumped no. or, or held back there. I mean, I like, believe I I know also not necessarily held back. I do. Uh, one of our neighbors that we hung out with as kids. Um, his birthday was like right at the cutoff for like either being a grade ahead of me or at the same grade. And so his parents decided to put him in the same grade, but he was like significantly like not significant, like for the time, significantly older. He was like eight months older than me. Um, and so he probably should have been a grade higher, but because of where that cutoff was, his parents were like, now nah, we're just going to keep him here, which sucks. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't, he's not a dumb person by any means. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I ever met anybody who was, who skipped a grade to be in my grade. Yeah. Um, I do know a few people who started college early though. Does that count? I mean, I guess if your senior year, you take AP classes, I think you're allowed to take, like, I know in Minnesota, you could do like, half time in senior year in high school and the other half you can go to the university of minnesota and take classes for basically early credits okay i think i feel like i feel like there's somebody my freshman year of college who was there and who was still in high school who well they weren't in high school they were actually in college but they were like 17 gotcha yeah i mean well shit wasn't there a kid in the news recently that graduated college at 14 or some shit yeah i mean that happens like regularly (laughs) well not regularly but like it seems to happen every year yeah some smart ass kid thinks he's better than all of us yeah so we uh, when lisa finds out that allison is a year younger than her she starts to hyperventilate into her lunch and alice allison's like are you hyperventilating and lisa's like no, I just like to smell my lunch. And uh, and so Allison like looks at Lisa and she's like, well, I can't believe you haven't skipped a grade, which that's is kind of foreshadowing. I mean, that's, that's a good compliment. It's also kind of foreshadowing. Yeah. Because she does skip to the third grade. Yep. Eventually. eventually. That's like, eventually. And so uh, Lisa was like, well, I haven't skipped yet because she didn't want her uh, friends, <laughs> because of her friends, and then, uh, uh, then Lisa gets knocked down by a couple girls in her class and gets called Brain Queen, which, <laughs> that's not the greatest insult. Nope. I mean, I know they're in second grade, and but it's a dumb insult. Brain Queen? <laughs> what? And uh, apparently the girl that pushes Lisa is named Sarah, and we never see these girls again. No, we see her one, one more time later in the episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, in the episode. But after this episode, we never see them again. <laughs> Probably. Uh, so Lisa excuses herself because uh, she's like, oh, I got to go practice my saxophone. And Allison's like, oh, I play saxophone. And Lisa's like, oh, well, with so much in common, I bet we'll be the best of friends. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. So now we cut to uh, Homer and Bart. In the, should Bart be in school? Yes. Well, if Lisa's in school, Bart should be in school. And should Homer be at work? Yeah. Or is so, this after? Or is this after school? I I guess it could be after school. Well, maybe Homer picked Bart up from school, but then why wouldn't he have picked up Lisa? Unless you say, okay, okay, let's see. Lisa. Well, if the band Lisa. if the band thing is after school, 
Oh, you're talking about like the tryouts. Yeah. So that's possible. They probably probably could have done that after school. Like, uh, but it was so weird that I mean, this is entire, such a weird cut. It, yeah, it's weird because like the entire band would have been there. I don't know. My guess here, if I had to take a guess, Lisa was staying to practice after school and do the thing. Yeah. Bart got picked up because he had nothing to do, and then on their way home or whatever, they ran into the truck. I yeah. mean, look at it like this. Our dad. I don't know what kind of permission Burns gives at his plant. But yeah. but our dad always picked me up from school, you know, when we got out at two thirty, and then we headed back to, his, you know, oh, his yeah. work. So I, I doubt Burns would allow Bart to come back to the plant, but it could have been a similar situation. It's it's possible. So, anyways, we see Homer and Bart uh, in Homer's car, and Bart is actually <laughs> driving the car because Homer is eating pizza. <laughs> Okay, I eat and drive all the time. Now, granted, this is Homer. He's not the the most, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He can't do two things at once. I feel like pizza wouldn't be that hard. You just fold the pizza in half and one hand. Yeah. I feel like but, it wouldn't be that hard. But so, like, Homer's like, left, right, swerve. <laughs> <Yeah>. Old man. <laughs> Old man, who happens to be Abe. What is Abe do? What is going on in this scene? You know it's funny. I feel like in the last probably like a handful of episodes, we've seen Abe in the most random places. Yeah, it's so weird. So, and then Homer has Bart like stop the car and pull over because we see a jackknifed sugar truck yep. over. And Homer gets out and we see that Hans Moleman is the one driving the truck, of course. And Homer gives uh, Moleman a quarter to call for help. And I love this detail. So on a lot of uh, on a lot of trucks, you always see the "How is my driving?" Here's the number to call if my driving is good or bad. Yep. Hans Bollman is removing that sticker. Oh yeah, he doesn't want anyone calling that number. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure at this point, whatever company the sugar truck <laughs> is driving for is going to fire him anyways. <laughs> and so, um, so Bart or Homer gives Bollman the quarter and. Uh, Moleman's like, oh, you're so kind. And so Moleman goes away and they're standing in front of the jackknife sugar truck. And Homer's like, we hit the jackpot here. White gold, Texas tea, sweetener. (laughs) (laughs) And so then Homer starts to shovel the sugar into the back of his trunk. And Bart's like, dad, isn't that stealing? Read your town charter, boy. If foodstuffs should touch the ground, said foodstuffs shall be turned over to the village idiot. Since I don't see him around, start shoveling. Yeah. If, 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 if you are if you don't see the person you think you're looking for, you're that person. Oh, that was so good. That was a great line. I love it. Oh, my God. That's so good. It's It's just... Oh, my God. It's great. Uh, so then... Uh, so then, you know, now we cut back to Marge reading and fantasizing again. And Lisa interrupts her again, not with her saxophone, but she's like, she's like, why am I still rotting away in the second grade instead of being skipped ahead? And Marge is like, I don't know, honey. I guess that's the school's decision to make, which it is, <laughs> it but is. it is, it is, but it isn't because I think to get skipped ahead a teacher needs to notice that you're, you're just not there. Well, no, like you're just. Well, I mean, you have to be excelling, like you. Yeah. I mean, but that's. But you also thing. have to go. But you also, I think you, the parents need to give permission to skip the the 
the person ahead. Yeah, but it's funny. Okay, so look at it like this. You're like, okay, the I mean, in my in my class, obviously, we had quite a few straight A students. I was yeah. a straight A student. I mean, I was. I mean, would I say I was there in class? No, I was just a good test taker, good listener, whatever. Did I yeah. really care about getting skipped ahead? No, because it wasn't yeah. really something that was prevalent. Yeah. But but it. <laughs> It just seems like you got to have a combination of things. You have to be probably great in school, great test taker, um, knowledge. My guess yeah. is, I'm assuming most schools you would test to be. You yeah, know, there's probably. I think there's some sort of test to get skipped ahead as well. But there's also that learning aspect where if you're going to yeah. get tested for a higher grade, maybe you have to know algebra better. Maybe you have to know mm-hmm. calculus. Maybe you have to know these things. How do you know these things if you haven't learned? It's really weird. Well, it's because you're learning situation. on your own time. Lisa is clearly the type of student yeah, yeah, who goes a, own, goes yeah. above and beyond her learning. Yep. So, I mean, there's that. So Lisa responds, well, did you ever talk to anyone at the school? Make a few calls on my <laughs> behalf. Maybe you could have been, quote unquote, nicer to Principal Skinner, <laughs> if you know what oh. I mean. Oh, oh, God, Lisa. Lisa! I am nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's not what she meant, Marge. Oh. Oh, oh god. Yeah, I don't. I, I I never really thought about going to mom and dad and being like, "Hey, I want to skip a grade." Like, well, uh, to be to be fair though, if you get skipped ahead, that means you have one less year of school you have to be in. I mean, yeah, I could have <laughs> I mean, well, been like, "Hey, you know what? I want one less year of school." But see, by my senior year, I had enough credits. And I was oh, doing yeah. half day my senior year. I could have. Oh, uh, I didn't do. I wish I'd done a half day my senior year. I could have graduated high school uh, semester early, but I'm like, no, I want to graduate with my friends. Yeah. I mean, it was either for me, it was either half day or graduate early. And yeah. I decided to just do half day. Yeah. So now uh, we go to uh, to dinner time and Homer being the nice husband that he is apparently yes. decided to make dinner for the family and everybody is like oh this is really sweet he's like yeah it's loaded with sugar <laughs> yep and homer holds up a bag that reads farmer homer's sweet sweet sugar <laughs> and i'm when did he have time to make a bag i don't know I, eh, maybe maybe he found it somewhere and wrote on it maybe he just wrote on it i don't well, know there's a drawing of himself yeah. as a farmer and everything where did he have the time to make this thing well clearly the bag was in bad, bad condition because the sugar was coming out of the bottom yeah yeah and so uh, homer lies to marge about finding the sugar in a forest and is going to sell it for a dollar a pound and i was like yeah well the grocery store sells it for 35 cents a pound <laughs> I mean that's yeah so well I mean yeah the grocery store sells it for 35 cents a pound but is it like homegrown like Homer's farm sugar no it's <laughs> it's a uh, commercial mass produced sugar well I like the fact that he like lied where he got the sugar from and like he just nudges Bart Bart wink wink don't yeah. say anything and Lisa's like well mine has nails and broken glass in it it's like well those are prizes <laughs> oh my god not good prizes. Um, no, not the best. Um, It'll also get you sued. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, and so now we get to band tryouts. And I like how Jimbo just sits there, punches his tambourine. <laughs> and that's good. You've been practicing. <laughs> it's a tambourine. You just hit it. 
That's all yep. you do. Yep. Or, or shake it because it's got the the symbol, tiny symbols on it. Yep. And so Jimbo comes out, or uh, sorry, Martin comes out and plays his loot. No, he doesn't get to play because Jimbo hits well, him with his yeah, tambourine and knocks no, him out. I know. He said, would you let me finish? No. He, he comes out and tries to play his loot and Jimbo comes out with his tambourine and whacks him across the head and Martin drops his loot and he breaks it. And uh, yeah, I mean. Martin I, I, was sitting in his chair. He wasn't even called up yet. Well, you don't need to stand up to play your loot. I bet he was just going to do it. Everybody, everybody, the thing is, if you look, everybody was standing center stage to play for the, for Skinner and I forget the band teacher's name. Mr. Largo. Mr. Largo. So no, Martin was not called to play yet. No, I bet it was his turn. We don't know that. He was just sitting there. Maybe. I'm surprised how Largo did be like, oh, give him an extra point. (laughs) You know, like Mr. Burns (laughs) did to Nelson. (laughs) Yeah. Um, cause the bullies need extra points. Yeah. Um, and so now we get, uh, Lisa and Allison, uh, and they're having their, uh, saxophone duel. Cause yep. I mean, well, Lisa's playing and then, you know, now up for first chair, Allison, she starts playing and, you know, I think Largo was literally about to, you know, give it to Allison, give it to Allison. Lisa's like, oh, fuck no. And <laughs> she starts playing. And then at one point, like they kind of blended. Like they're yeah. playing like the same songs. Kids are dancing. And then after like, you know, five seconds, it's like they yeah. completely split off again and started playing their own music. It was weird. Like it was kind yeah. of weird. I'm like, okay, you kind of like mesh together and are starting to play together. Yeah. And then you just in- independently start. But then Lisa passes out. Cause yeah. I mean, I played woodwinds and yeah, you get, <laughs> you get uh, out of breath pretty quick. If you're going, compl- going at it. Well, she was holding a note. Oh, yeah. And so after Lisa and Allison um, out, try to outplay each other, uh, Lisa wakes up and Mr. Largo's like, oh, that was a close one, Lisa. But you made it. I won first chair. No, you were gaining consciousness. Allison got first chair. <laughs> yeah. And so she screams, passes out again, and she wakes up mumbling incoherently. Oh, it was just a dream. Oh, that was a close one, Lisa. But you made it. I won first chair. No, <laughs> you regained consciousness. Allison got first chair. And believe me, this is not a dream. Oh, my God. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah. I feel that. I feel like Lisa should have gotten it. Yeah. Lisa was, uh, she, she's been there longer. She's been in the band. You know, she's obviously played with Bleeding Gums Murphy. So she's had some uh, experience feel like she should have gotten it, but I mean, honest, honestly, they were equal. They should have been co-first chair. Co-first chair. I don't, do bands do that? I don't know if bands do I that. I don't know. Probably not. But this is elementary school. Yeah. Why it is also in second grade. I mean, I guess if you're like, but all the kids were playing instruments. I don't think I met a kid that played an instrument until like fourth or fifth grade. I played the recorder in second grade. We all played the recorder in second grade. That doesn't count. Oh, no, it doesn't? No. Oh. And it was third grade. Okay. Uh, so Lisa goes to her mom for help and, uh, you know, tries to tell her about Allison. And Marsh tells Lisa she'll always be number one to her. And Bart walks by. is like, uh-huh, firstborn within the earshot. And then Marge kind of grumps like, well, I bet you're my number one girl. Then we see Maggie, you know, sucking on her pacifier. And pulling on Marge's dress. <laughs> Man, Marge is just not hitting it today. 
No. And, and then uh, Marsh tells Lisa not to get overly competitive or she'll never be happy. And that's, yeah. That's true. You don't want to get yeah. overly competitive. Yeah. And Marge says there'll always be someone better than you, Lisa. And Marge thought she was always the tallest, uh, had the tallest hair until she went to Graceland. So now, who in Graceland had a taller hair than Marge? Uh, I mean, was she thinking Elvis, Dolly Parton? I, I don't, I, their hair is not that tall. No. It's big, but it's not tall. Yeah. I don't know who she could have been talking about. Yeah. That's but she's weird. right. There's always somebody who's better than you at something. Yep, exactly. Unless you're Alex Ovechkin. Then Sidney Crosby is better than him. Then Sidney Crosby. Uh, Wayne Gretzky? He doesn't play anymore. Are we talking yeah, about but active? He's still... Are we talking about active players? No, if we're talking about active players, I would say Sidney Crosby is still better than Alexander Ovechkin. So that, then... That, that or uh, uh, Connor McDavid. Yeah, I, I mean, he, his name doesn't get passed around as much as Ovechkin and uh, Crosby. That's because he plays for the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. All right. Uh, so, um, yeah, Lisa says that Allison is uh, better than her at everything that makes Lisa special. And, uh, you know, Marge is like, believe me, honey, she's more scared of you than you are of her. <laughs> and it's like, you're thinking of bears, mom. That's not even true either. <laughs> well, maybe. I, I would know. say I would say like smaller animals are more scared of you than you should be of them. I don't know. Unless man. unless unless you're talking fire ants, then you should be petrified <laughs> of those things. Yeah. Uh and so now we cut back to the B story and uh yeah. Homer uh goes over to Skinner's house <laughs> to try to sell some sugar. And he's like but mom, it's the sugar man. <laughs> and then he closes the door and talks to his mom, opens the door. Thanks, Simpson. Now I'm grounded. <laughs> he's a grown I, I mean, I get the dynamic between him and his mom, but he's a grown man. Skinner, come on. Door-to-door sugar. Who doesn't like that? Uh, uh, and so now we cut back to Hoover's class, and uh, Miss Hoover is giving them another test. God, she just likes testing these kids. Yeah. And uh, Ralph, you know, asks Allison for the answer. And Allison's like, I, I can't tell you that. And this is like, I won't tell you either. <laughs> and then Ralph's like, to Lisa, leave me alone. Oh, my God. That's great. Man, even Ralph doesn't want to talk to Lisa anymore. Yeah. Uh, so Lisa and Al- uh, Lisa watches Allison, you know, is now, you know, the one being bullied out on the playground. Yep. And she's like, she, I think she misses. She's like, man, I used to be. Yeah. I used to be her. Is it how like how, what's the what's the time period here? Is this a day, a week? I'd say two week. weeks. <laughs> well, we're getting kind of like what we talked about with Bart of Darkness. I mean, I think we're getting into the more of that consolidated yeah. episodes where episodes are I would say weekly. I would say yeah. what's happening is is a week's worth of time. Uh that's that would be my guess. I don't know. It's just, it's weird. And so, uh, you know, Bart comes up to Lisa and says, uh, I can't stand to see you so miserable. Unless they put a rubble, rubber spider down her dress. Oh and uh, Bart's <laughs> like, hey. Um, oh, he's like, he pulls out his tape. He's like, reminder, put a rubber spider down Lisa's dress. <laughs> and then I like how he pauses it or turns it off. And he clicks it back out again and starts laughing. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And, uh, so, uh, you know, Bart's like, um, 
I could help you. I was like, I, I got Millhouse, you know, uh, something by the FBI. He's like, hey, I know how to dig up some dirt on Allison. Remember how I got Millhouse's picture on America's Most Wanted? And then uh, switches over to two FBI agents driving up. And one of them's looking through the binoculars. <laughs> and the FBI guy's like, there he is on the monkey bars. And the, F- the second FBI agent's like, trying to take him alive. <laughs> <laughs> and the car crashes through the fence, sending you know children running away and screaming. And Mill is like, "Oh no, not again!" <laughs> I want to know what Bart did to get Millhouse on the boat. Mo- we need that episode. <laughs> what is that? I want to know how how Bart got Millhouse on the FBI's most wanted list. Oh, that was great. Oh my god, I love it's that. Fantastic. I love that. This the Millhouse stuff in this episode. Absolutely yeah. love it. Um, And so at least like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to dig up uh, dirt and, uh, you know, Bart hands Lisa a card (laughs) uh, if Lisa needs him. So Bart obviously has his own service. Yeah. Uh, And Lisa reminds Bart that she doesn't need a card because they live in the same house. (laughs) Oh God. And then Bart's like, he takes out his tape recorder and he's like, (laughs) order fewer cards. Oh my God. I mean, isn't that, I mean, wasn't that a trope in like, I don't know, spy movies? I think with so. the tape recorder to yep. like remind yourself yeah. like that. And so now uh, we cut back to Homer and March talking about Homer, you know, making money on, uh, on his sugar. sugar. Yeah. And he goes, and you didn't think I'd make any money. I found a dollar while I was waiting for the bus. And March is like, well, while you were out earning that dollar, you lost $40 by not going to work. But, uh, um, the plant called $40 a day. That seems pretty light. Uh, yeah, that would be $5 an hour. That seems pretty light. I don't yeah. know if Mark, does March not know how much Homer makes? <laughs> I, I have no idea. The plant called and said, if you don't want, don't come in tomorrow. Don't bother coming in Monday. Homer, woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! a four day weekend. Uh, <laughs> I think that's supposed to mean don't come in at all. You're fired. Yeah, that's. That was good. Uh, I like that line. That's great. So now this has to take place the same day as Bart and Lisa at school, right? I would think so. So Homer selling the sugar and going to Skinner's house happened during the day, right? That would make sense. If Bart and Lisa are at school and Homer was supposed to work because this is a Thursday because... The next day would be Friday, and the plant said, don't come in on Monday. Yep. Why is Skinner at home? Uh, he took a personal day. He know, he's, uh, his, his mother needed him. He still has to work. <laughs> he took a personal day. He he's didn't look sick. Now, it looked like, if I'm remembering the scene correctly, it kind of looked like Skinner might have been in pajamas, but... I maybe it took place before school, but there's no way in hell Homer's getting up that. It seemed like it was the middle of the day when Homer went over to Skinner's. Yeah, I'm trying to think back to my days in school, and I'm almost trying to think that you know if we got there, you know, school started at like eight thirty or whatever. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw the principal in that early, like before. But did you ever period. see? The, but did you ever? But like, you don't know if he if the principal was in their office or not. Usually, I mean, I was, well, in at least in middle school, I was always at school 
well before. Oh yeah, we both were. Oh yeah. So and I don't. I mean, wander. I mean, there were no kids in the schools, no kids in the hall. I mean, there's a few office workers, but I don't think I ever saw the principal there that early in the morning. I mean, I I don't know. I I'm assuming they start their day at eight a.m. Maybe. Yeah. Um. And so now we uh, cut to Lisa up in her bedroom. And she's on her bed looking at her trophies and she says to herself, I'm above average. There is no shame in being second. And then she's, you know, she's sitting there and she's daydreaming about what her life is going to be like being second best. And she plays a concert with a famous backup artist, Art Garfunkel, John Oates and Jim Messina. The concert is sponsored by Avis, which at the time was the number two rental car company. And their fame slogan at the time was, we try harder. Um, the song they play in her daydream is called Born to Runner Up, oh, so which good. is a parody of Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen. Uh, and he apparently never topped the Billboard uh, Hot 100 charts, which I'm yeah. a little surprised by. Yeah. Uh, apparently Springsteen's highest charting song was 1984's Dancing in the Dark, which topped out at number two. They should have used that parody, that song. I know I get the whole yeah. runner-up thing, Yeah, but that one would have, that one would have hit a little deeper. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this, and it's funny because like, so they start playing and I love how in her fantasy or Everyone's daydream, Otto, everybody, not only that, but Otto is one of the, the audience members. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know. He was front row. Why would you come here to uh, boo us? Yeah. And she (laughs) yeah, why are they booing us? Oh. But like she like screams about it because it's like a nightmare. And and so, you know, Bart comes in to tell Lisa, she's like, I did some digging on Allison. And uh and Lisa's like, All right, give it to me. And Bart's like, Oh, she's clean. I can't I couldn't find anything. Um and Bart's like but I did tip off the feds about our good friend Milhouse's whereabouts. <laughs> this is, I love this oh. scene. So <laughs> then we cut to probably the mo- the greatest scene of the fugitive. Very, where, very, this is a big meme too out there. Uh, where uh, Tommy Lee Jones is chasing down Harrison Ford. And in this scene, Milhouse is Harrison Ford. Yep. And no, his, a- uh, uh, what's his face? Not Richard Gere. What was the other dude? Harrison Ford. No, Milhouse isn't Harrison Ford. He's the other guy. Harrison Ford was the one in the tunnel. Do you not remember the fugitive scene? You're saying Milhouse is Harrison Ford. Milhouse is not Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is the agent. No, Tommy Lee Jones is the agent. Is it? Oh, you're right. Tommy Lee Jones is the agent. Oh, yeah. Wow. I completely forgot. I was thinking about him with the beard. I think I got caught up. Yeah. Stop interrupting me. So Milhouse is Harrison Ford in the scene and the federal agent who is supposed to be Tommy Lee Jones confronts Milhouse at the dam. <laughs> and this is identical to the scene from the 93 movie, the fugitive. Um, and, and so Milhouse is like, I didn't do anything. And the federal agent takes Tommy Lee Jones's line from the movie. <laughs> I, I don't, don't care. care. <laughs> and so Milhouse jumps off the dam and he, uh, you know, he lands somewhere down below. And I love how he's like, Oh, my glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, by the way, remember that line yep. for later in the show. Um, and so uh, Lisa is, you know, sad about being petty. 
And she's like, oh, I've got to stop being so petty. I should be Allison's friend, not her competitor. I mean, she is a wonderful person. And Bart's like, way to go, Lise. I mean, why compete with someone who's just going to kick your butt anyway? <laughs> Lisa's like, I prefer my phrasing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, it's better to... You can't make friends with salad. Nope. Um, so Lisa goes to visit Allison, which makes Allison happy because she wants a friend. She's lonely at school. Clearly, she's not friends really with anybody. Yep. And, um, and Allison wants them to be friends. So she's happy that Allison came over. And so now Lisa meets Allison's father and his, uh, Allison's last name is Taylor and her father's a professor. And so professor Taylor goes, Oh, I'm glad we have someone who can join us in our anagram game. And Allison explains it. We take a proper, we take proper names and rearrange the letters to form a description of that person. So professor Taylor goes like, Oh, um, I don't know. Alec Guinness. Allison thinks about it for a moment and then she goes genuine class. And so professor Taylor's like, ha ha. Very good. All right, Lisa. Um, Jeremy irons. Lisa thinks it over and then just very quietly. Jeremy's iron. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, that's very good for a first try. You know what? Oh I have a ball. Perhaps you'd like to bounce it. That's very condescending, oh man. Oh, my God. And if so you guys, clearly... If you guys don't know who Alec Guinness is, he played Obi-Wan in the original Star Wars trilogy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. That was a good pull for him. I, you know, yeah. I mean, it's like... What? Well, I mean, just wait till the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, Allison takes Lisa into her trophy room. And she's got so many shiny trophies that it blinds Lisa. Yep. And... Uh, you know, Allison mentions to Lisa that she's working on her diorama for the diorama day at school. And, uh, diorama she, yep. And she's <laughs> almost done with it. And she chose for her. So apparently like the dioramas I had to choose were like lit, like for literary, like classics, Yep. as we'll see later. And, uh, Allison chose to do hers on the telltale heart by Edgar Allan Poe. That was a good choice. Yeah. But her diorama, I'd say, wasn't necessarily the uh, the best. Um, well, here's the thing. For a second grader, I don't know. That was pretty good. Well, she was like, yeah, I took a metronome and uh, to, to signify the beating heart. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I guess, I mean, it was decent. She used a little uh, electrical knowledge because she had to yeah. trigger the metronome with that little light yeah. switch on the wall. So yeah. give her give her, uh, give her, her a B. And Allison... And Allison is definitely an overachiever because Lisa's like, well, the, the diorama thing isn't for like another yeah. week or so. She's like, but we're talking dioramas, Lisa. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'd ever got excited. Oh, I guess actually, you know what? As a kid, I think I did get excited for dioramas because it was like arts and crafts. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Lisa's like, she gets like, you know, she's like, oh, crap. So she tries to bounce the ball, which. <laughs> Wasn't a very good bouncy ball, I'd think. No. And well, she got, was also trying to bounce it on carpet, I think. Yeah, and it rolls away, and uh, uh, Allison's father, oh, looks like it got away from you here. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get it. Oh my god. God, what a uh, what an asshole! That guy's such a yeah. dick. Um, yeah. And so the next morning, uh, and we see Homer sleeping out with his sugar, <laughs> and uh, Marge's like, "Did you sleep out here? Oh, I gotta protect the sugar, Marge." And then he's like, kind of like mobile. He's like. 
First you get the sugar, then you get the power, then you get the women. Now do you know what he's quoting? Uh, yeah, you wrote it down. It's Scarface. How dare you cheat? Uh, you wrote it down. It's not cheating if you wrote it down. You could have left it. You could have left it blank, and then be like, "All right, Stephen, what do you know?" I've seen. I've only seen Scarface. I think once. I've only seen parts of Scarface. I mean, that came out in what the eighties, right? Seventies, eighties, like like so. Like I was way too young, and then I just I never took the chance to watch it. Yep. But then you know, Marge, you know, says Homer, "You're being paranoid," <laughs> and. uh there's he pulls up he's like oh really and he pulls a British guy out of the sugar. Oh, God. He's like see Marge see. <laughs> oh, I mean that's just so good. I it's like where'd you get where'd you get the sugar for that tea? I stole it while you were sleeping. <laughs> uh, and Homer Homer's like he's like I can't believe I can't live the button down life like you. I want it all. The terrifying lows, the dizzying highs, the creamy middles. Sure, I might offend a few of those blue noses with uh, my cocky stride and musky odors. Oh, I'll never be the darling of the so-called city fathers who cluck their tongues, stroke their beards, and walk about. What's to be done with this Homer Simpson? (laughs) God, I love his snarky rants. They are so great. Oh, it's uh, fantastic. And uh, so Marge's Mar- like, I want you to get rid of that sugar. And then uh, we see a swarm of bees come in and, and land on it. Yep. And Homer tries to shoo the bees away. And it's like, ah, they're defending themselves somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Homer, bees have stingers and they'll defend themselves. Yeah, Homer should really just let the bees take his sugar. Yeah. Because if, if the bees sting the, him... They die, and then we lose more bees, and then our ecosystem collapses. Yep. And so now we cut back to Lisa finishing your diorama, mm-hmm. and uh, she looks it's like, look, Bart, it almost killed me, but I handcrafted all 75 characters from Oliver Twist. And now, the coup de grace, a bitter snowstorm. And she turns on a fan next to the diorama, pours confetti in front of it, and the confetti blows over the diorama, simulating a snowstorm. Where it's like, ooh, and the fan blows the diorama out the window. You know, the Simpsons really should get screens on their windows. Yeah. They really should. You know, I get in, in TV Well, it's probably shows, a nice summer day, though. No, but you still have a screen on your window. Yeah. So, so in, like, TV shows, like live-action TV shows, they don't put yeah. screens on windows. I get that. It's a set. Yeah. You know, I, I get it. Animation, though? <laughs> you can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Well, clearly the Simpsons can't afford a screen window. Apparently. And so uh, her uh, uh, diorama blows out the window and uh, you hear it crashing into the ground. And Lisa's like, is it okay? And Bart's looking out the window. Well, the important thing is (laughs) we survived. Oh, God. Yep. And so, uh, you know, Bart's obviously he's like, okay, I came up with a plan. When Allison leaves her house. We'll spray her with the hose, leaving us relatively dry. Relatively? Yeah. Well, there's bound to be some splashback. (laughs) Uh, That's Uh, a uh, decent prank, Bart. That's not a good prank. (laughs) Yeah. And so Lisa points out, you know, Allison getting wet isn't going to do anything. 
So Blanche yeah. starts sabotaging Allison's diorama, humiliating her in front of the students and faculty. And yeah, Lisa's, that's a yeah. And then, uh, and then we'll spray her with a hose. <laughs> Stop it! Bart, <laughs> Bart is obsessed with spraying people with hoses. Apparently. Well, what was that episode where? Remember where he got the shrinky dink? And he puts it on the, on the, uh, he daydreams about it. He puts it on the driveway oh, and he sprays yeah. it with the hose and it grows to be like a spongy Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah. I, that's, that's like season 10, I think. I don't know. But Bart, Bart has this obsession with hoses and getting things wet. Yeah. And so now we cut to the Goldsboro's Honey. The company Goldsboro Honey is a reference to the easy listening performer, Bobby Goldsboro, who had a number one hit in 1968 with the song Honey. That's a good, good pull. Yeah, That's a good, good reference. Pull. Good reference. Uh, and so the head beekeeper um, is saying, "Oh, the bees are uh, not not around today." And I love, I love the dynamic between him and his yeah. like. Co- they sound like Batman and Robin, Adam West, yes. and uh, what was the guy? who cares? Who cares? Robin, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, love Robin. Robin um, is the worst sidekick ever. <laughs> But not, that's not I, remotely true. <laughs> I am sad that they did a Adam West sound alike, but did not get Adam West. They could have got Adam West. I don't know. Well, they probably could have gotten Adam West, but maybe at the time, maybe he was busy or maybe it was, he was too expensive or maybe, it's maybe like Fox just didn't want him until uh, family guy. Yeah. Fox didn't want him till family guy. <laughs> they didn't want him for another five years. Yes. Um, but, uh, they, uh, to the, to the P-Mobile. Yeah. And so they follow the bees to Homer Simpson's, uh, house and the beekeeper's like, well, very clever Simpson, luring bees to your sugar pile and then selling them back to us at an inflated price. Bees are on the what now? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, and I that's uh, I don't know if I pay to get the bees back because they they like the sugar. But. Yeah, maybe they just take the whole sugar pile with them. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, beekeeper's like, we'll give you two thousand dollars for the bees. And he's like, and Homer's like, woohoo. And then it starts to rain. He's like, well, looks like all the bees are flying away because the sugar melted yep. from the rain. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah, I'm. That sucks for Homer. He lost on two thousand dollars, and uh, yeah, and then you know Homer is very sad about the sugar melting, and he goes, "What a world! What a world! It's melting!" <laughs> Which is a reference to the Wizard of Oz when the Wicked Witch of the West melts yep. after getting water dumped on her, as yeah. we all know. So another, I think that's like the third or fourth Wizard of Oz, Oz reference <laughs> we've gotten so far. Yeah, there's been a, quite a few. And so now Marge comes out to apologize to Homer and uh, Homer, you know, goes, oh, it's okay, Marge. I've learned my lesson. A mountain of sugar is too much for one man. It's clear now why God portions it out in those tiny little packets and why he lives on a plantation in Hawaii. <laughs> what? <laughs> Homer, what? No. Uh, does, all, does all the sugar come from Hawaii? Is that where all like the sugar cane plants are? I thought it was. Like, uh, I thought it was like South America or something. Yeah, like I think it is South America has a lot of the sugarcane. I don't think Hawaii has any sugarcane plants, but I could be vastly wrong. I mean, it's also Homer's, and he doesn't know anything, so. Yeah, but maybe he got something right. And so now we go to back to the school because guess what today is? It's Diorama Rama Day, and uh, Skinner goes, "Ah, Diorama Rama." 
my favorite school event next to Hearing Test Thursday. <laughs> okay. I mean, well, I remember when we had hearing test. I mean, yeah. we had our hearing test uh, days at uh, school, which I did think yeah. was kind of a weird thing for the schools to be testing our hearing and vision, but. Well, they want to make sure, like, because if your vision is bad and you're one of those kids who sit far away, you can struggle with learning. Yep. And so they want to make sure, like, if you're struggling, that it's because of your vision and not just because you're a lazy piece of crap. Yep. Um, so the first up on our diorama-rama, which isn't really a diorama, is Nelson. It was in a box. It's a diorama. It was on a box. Okay, on a box. <laughs> so Nelson does, uh, he, he chooses the book Grapes of Wrath, which, uh, Miss Hoover doesn't understand. And Nelson, uh, reveals underneath a cloth grapes. And he's like, and now here's the wrath. And he hit, and he does a uh, uh, Gallagher style. And he, yep. he smashes the grapes and the kids who are watching have like, uh, a shield to block themselves from the, the splashback of the grapes, which is great. Cause I think that's what they do at, what they do at Gallagher, Gallagher. shows. Is, yep. Like the first row has like the tarp to cover them. Yep. Um, and but the grapes get all over Hoover and Skinner because they are the judges. And Ellison's like, ha ha. <laughs> um, next up on the diorama uh, list is the foreign exchange student Uter, and he chose what else? Charlotte and the Chocolate Factory. However, as Skinner so clearly points out, there is like smudges of chocolate on it, <laughs> but no Charlotte and the Chocolate Factory. And Uter is like, I begged you, I begged you to look at mine first, because <laughs> he knew he knew he was going to eat the chocolate. He knew he couldn't help what himself. What exactly was his diorama? Was it like a factory built out of chocolate? Was it? I think so. Probably. Okay. I mean, clearly he made something with chocolate, but because he he's he has no self control, he ate the chocolate. Yep. And so now, uh, uh, as Bart uh, Skinner and Miss Hoover are going down the line. Bart comes in with the fake diorama that he made um, and he gives it to Lisa to switch. Um, and Bart's like, I'll make a diversion while you switch uh, the dioramas out. So Bart literally asks everyone to look at him. Usually it's like you want people to look at you. So you kind of start doing weird things. But no, Bart is like, nah, hey, look at me. Hey, everyone over here. <laughs> and everyone turns around to look yeah. at him. And if you noticed, when everybody turns around, Milhouse goes, oh, everybody look at Bart. He's doing something. His glasses are taped up. Yep. Because of his fall off the dam. Yep. That's great. I love that attention to detail. That is fantastic. So Lisa switches the dioramas and puts Allison's underneath the floor. And this is kind of the beginning of like a reference to the Telltale Heart. Yep. Um, so next up is Allison. And she reveals her the, the fake diorama, and Hoover asks, "What is that?" Now, mind you, before all this, Skinner kicks Bart out of the the gymnasium. Yeah, and he decides to come back in, and in like a a weird accent voice, he yells out uh, that it's a cow cow it's heart. A cow's heart. heart. He's making a fool out of you. <laughs> and Skinner yell, starts yelling at Allison for having the heart. Which, I, I don't know why he was admonishing her. Well, I mean, well, he was like, yeah, I, I, maybe I made a mistake for bumping you up a grade. And I mean, uh, I, maybe. But here's the thing. Well, like, like it, uh, maybe, I, I don't know what he was like, because she chose the Telltale Heart. And basically, it was just a heart for a diorama. I mean, it's not the greatest diorama. 
but like i don't know why he's yelling at her for bringing in the heart like he doesn't give a reason well she know he knows she's smart enough to do something that's better than that i i don't know that's a little over the top for me and so lisa watches on and uh her guilt manifests with the where where she put the the actual diorama underneath the floor and the floor starts to beat like a heart yeah which is you know telltale heart and so lisa screams and everybody just kind of looks at her and she's like oh here's the real diorama and hands it over to skinner and skinner like flicks the switch and the the, the well he's like to hoover he's like okay Get the, get the, get the first prize ready. And like he uncovers it and he flicks the switch. It's like, this is very basic. And he's, they're not impressed. And, uh, Bart, you know, comes over to Lisa after seeing all this. And he's like, well, you're a shoe in to win now. And Lisa is like, well, I don't deserve to win. You know, after trying to sabotage Allison and Skinner unveils hers. And he's like, yes, you don't deserve to win. Yeah. Cause it is not the great hers wasn't the greatest diagram i mean she spent all night building it usually when that happens it's gonna turn out like crap yeah and so we come to the conclusion of diorama well well, it wasn't the conclusion he was like now under the dregs and first up ralph wiggum oh yeah and ralph's diorama is just a (laughs) bunch of limited star wars action figures limited edition star wars still in their originally packaging here's chewy and Han and Luke, they're all here. I think we What's have a, a winner. What's a diorama? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I think we have a winner. It's like, good. I'm ready to get Hoover's like, I'm ready to get out of here. Yeah. Oh, and God. And so, yeah. So, you know, it's all the all the original packages are there. Uh, Skinner announces Ralph is the winner. And it's lunchtime. Yeah. Well, that's the reason he did it. Because he asked Miss Hoover. He's like, do you know what time it is? And Hoover's like, yeah, it's lunchtime. And Skinner's like, we have a winner. Yep. Yeah. So he didn't, he like, that was the last diorama. There were probably more kids, but they were like, you yeah. know what is it? Plus Skinner was psyched to see some Star Wars characters. So yeah, that was cool. And so, now, now, now he also says his favorite Star Wars character. Do you remember what it was? Wasn't it Chewie? It was Chewie. Yeah. Very good. And uh, so Lisa goes over and apologizes to Allison and they're like, oh, I hope we could stay friends. Yeah, I mean, that's that's yeah. good. I, I mean, she's trying. Um, yeah. Now, the cool thing is we do see Allison every once in a while as a background character. I don't, okay. I don't think she, I mean, you have to get Winona Ryder back probably, but I don't, yeah. I don't know if Allison ever has more words spoken. I, know I don't we see think so. her, but I don't think we ever hear her anymore. Nope. And so... You know, Ralph comes skipping down the sidewalk. I beat the smart kids. I beat the smart kids. And then trips, falls over, and says one of my Ralph favorite Ralph lines ever. I bent my Wookiee. <laughs> oh, that is so good. This um, is also the scene where he goes, my cat's breath smells like cat food. <laughs> yeah. Still not my favorite. Oh, I we'll get to it. my favorite eventually. But these these are definitely top tier but not not my favorite. Yeah, so Lisa's like, hey, Ralph, want to come with me and Allison to play anagrams? And I was like, we take proper names and rearrange letters to form description of that person. Oh. My cat's breath smells like cat food. Yeah. <laughs> and the three of them walk off to close the episode. Uh, I enjoy this episode. Um, 
this is i feel like this this season is going to be like the start of like how the simpsons do they have their a story and their b story i don't think from here on out we typically have too many just a storylines yeah um but they do a very good job of blending the two stories together with with it's more like marge is the linchpin between the two they use her as that like point um but like Homer finding the sugar and trying to sell the sugar, it's hilarious. And his speeches and his is it's a good B story. Uh, the A storyline is pretty good too. Um, it's I think it's pretty relatable to a lot of people. Yep. Uh, where you like you have that one person in school where you just you're always competing with to see who's better. Um, and using Lisa, I think was smart a smart move because she doesn't have normally she doesn't have competition. For being, you know, the smartest and brightest and most special little girl ever. Um, so, yeah, I, I enjoy this episode. I usually stop to watch this episode. Um, this There's a couple parts that are a little, I'm not going to say confusing. Like when Homer is selling the sugar to Skinner. Yeah. It was a little weird because it was like middle of the day and Homer was supposed to be at work. Um, there's not really too much to nitpick. It's definitely an episode I enjoy. And it's a, uh, definitely... It's got a lot of Ralphisms in it, which is great. Um, and so I, I've been debating between four and five. I think I'm going to go with a four mm, sprinkles. Um, I, there's just, I think there's just a little something for me that might be missing. It's a solid episode. Solid episode. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I, I like it. I think this is probably one of my favorite A and B story combinations. Oh, for sure. Like, I, I absolutely love uh, the Homer Simpson sugar pile. I was kind of waiting yeah. for it. I've seen yeah. a meme every once in a while with the sugar pile, and I'm like, ooh, when are we getting to this one? I couldn't, re- <laughs> I couldn't remember that it was part of Lisa's rival, but yeah. it obviously was. And I I love the Chewy Ralphs, the Star Wars character <laughs> Ralph stuff, so... With that alone, I mean, I was kind of debating between four and five, but after reviewing it today, I think I'm going to go five. Everything's coming up Millhouse, and okay. everything did come up Millhouse. <laughs> well, not really, because I think he's actually, still... you know what, you know what? Now that you mentioned Millhouse, the the, the Millhouse stuff was fantastic. Yes. I completely forgot about that. I have to change it to five. Everything's coming up Millhouse. The Fugitive. Like that reference alone. Yeah, that was like amazing. we literally just reviewed it like two minutes ago. Yep, everything <laughs> but, was yeah. everything wasn't really coming up Millhouse, but for this episode, I'm giving it, and everything's coming up. Millhouse. All right, I'm changing. I'm changing mine to a five as well. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, I don't normally give AB stories fives, but oh, this yeah. one, this one was so awesome. I I absolutely yes. loved it. Um, yep. So this week, our character profile is for the Allison Taylor. Um, and like we said, voiced by Renona Ryder, um, her description, seven-year-old gifted new student. Well, she's not a new student. No, no. It says new. You don't know where she came from for first grade. Well, Skinner promoted her for, she's like, I don't think I should have get, uh, remember during his whole thing. He was like, I I, I think I made a judgment call for bringing you up a grade. But here's the thing. Maybe, maybe she was at another elementary school. But Skinner's not a superintendent. It would be Superintendent Chalmers being the one to, to bump her up a grade. Not well, if you, have a pro- if you have a problem with this, this description, bring it up with the person who wrote the book. I will. She was not a new student <laughs> at Springfield Elementary. She was uh, a new student in Lisa Simpson's class. I, maybe I am... maybe maybe she was going to a school where it was like K, K and first grade, 
And then like her parents were like, oh, we want to bring you up to second grade and went to Superintendent Chalmers and Skinner and they agreed to move her up to second grade know. and move I'm, her to school. No, no, I'm not. I'm not buying that. Um, her temperament. Cool. Collected. Even after people replaced her diorama with a beef heart. <laughs> uh, her favorite game. Anagrams. Mm-hmm. I hate anagrams. That's dumb. Yep. Uh, her talent. Besting Lisa at most things she's good at. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, lung capacity, better than Lisa's. <laughs> well, yeah, Lisa passed out. Allison did. Yep. Yeah. So uh, let's finish it off with where you can find us. Head over to Instagram, The Simpsons Did It Pod. Uh, check out all our fun posts there. Um, head over to YouTube. Check out our uh, After the Fact YouTube videos. Um, subscribe, comment. We've been getting a little bit more views, a little bit more comments. So thank you guys on there. Um, if you guys listen on Apple podcasts, please, uh, take it, take some time and give us a review and rate us, uh, just so we can, uh, bump up our numbers on Apple. Um, you can give us a phone call and leave us some, uh, uh, a voice message. Just call us at 612-584-0986. Check out Jaden LeBron's uh, voicemail message. Um, we absolutely love that he did that for us. Head over to buymeacoffee.com backslash Simpsons did it and uh, leave us a donation if you'd like. Um, it helps pay for the podcast, gifts, giveaways, uh, stickers that we mail out to you, stuff like that. So definitely take the time if you guys have the chance and uh, buy us a duff. So until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. I'm Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.